You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Suits After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Suits After Show. This is going to be a good one. You don't want to miss this one. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing the After Buzz Suits After Show. I feel like we have our own version of The View today. Yes, Yes, we do. I think we do. We have a host of lovely ladies here today to break down the Suits episode for you today. We are Season 2, Episode 15, Normandy. So, I'm Tara Johnson. Sorry I wasn't here last week. I hope you missed me because I sure missed you. <laughs> but I am back now. And with me today, I have the lovelies. Melissa Unger. Tiana Hobson. And I'm Ashida Anre. And we also have with us today the lady we all love to hate. Show of hands. Oh. No offense. <laughs> but it takes a brilliant woman to pull off this character, this Katrina Bennett woman, which I don't really know what's going on with that. We'll get into that. Yes. But we have with us the lovely Amanda Shul with us today. Hi! Hi! I got Welcome. applause. <laughs> yeah, we live for the applause. <laughs> so we're here, season two, episode 15. Okay. Season finale next week. That's a big boo. I'm not happy about that. No, yeah, me yeah. Either. <gasps> six Thank epi- you. Yeah, six episodes just wasn't enough no. for the back part. I mean, I want them to split them like eight and eight or ten and ten. Or do 20 episodes next yeah. season. 10 yeah. and 10, 50, yeah. never go off. Yeah. I'm good with just, all of that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just I just cannot get enough. So we're wrapping up. So I thought today we'd do things just a little differently. We're going to okay. talk about the case. Mm-hmm. But since we're getting so close to the season finale, I kind of want to do a check-in as to where all the relationships are right now. Because it seems like things have changed so much over the last six or five or six episodes. So we'll start at the top with... I don't want to say the most important, but I will say two of the most handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey and Mike. They were not together in this episode, and that kind of threw me. I like them together. I think the energies there. I felt, you know, Batman and Robin weren't together. I can't get with that. Did everyone else feel like it was off because they were not together? You want to take it? Yo, you take it first. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bit, but I, under- I understood where this, the storyline was going. So I guess they they separate a little bit because Mike was working with a little bit with Rachel and Harvey, you know, is doing his own thing on trying to get this case solved. So when they did come together, you know, they came together, but it was a little bit of of issues going on when they came together because Mike wasn't doing his job a little bit. So it seems like Harvey was quite irritated, but again, that's kind of a real go on Rachel because of what she was going through. So we'll tap into that a little bit later. But yes, I do agree with you. They weren't together as much in this particular episode. Now, was it that Mike wasn't doing his job or was he prohibited from doing his job? I think we should ask... Oh, Katrina. Katrina. (laughs) 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 Amanda, when you read the script and you saw this character, 
What was your initial impression of, of Katrina? She's driven. I don't think she's there to break anybody up. She has no ulterior motive other than to go there and do her job. And I know that people have their personal feelings (laughs) about her or about what she's doing in the grand scheme of the relationship of, well, it's not Pearson Hardman anymore now. It's kind of like Pearson question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's just a really driven woman. And sometimes people have issues with that. And I think she sort of is upsetting the balance of everybody there at the firm. And she goes in and does things the way she does things. And that's not necessarily how things are usually run there. I know, and that's what I don't like. (laughs) She's upsetting the delicate balance that is Mike and Harvey and even Rachel. Mm -hmm. And that throwing around the I'm a fifth year thing, I was like, if she says that one line one more time, (laughs) it's going to drive me She's very proud of that. There is a hierarchy, you know, and they're not respecting it because she's the newbie. And I think that also comes into play with a lot of the people who watch the show, that they love their usual characters and they love the way that things usually work out and she's a little bit of an antagonist because she's throwing a little pin in the whole situation that's just upsetting the balance but she is a fifth year she is and this is something that I picked up on this episode watching her because her fir- or her second episode, she was you know going out with Lewis. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. episode, it's Mike, and I think that as the new girl, she's kind of coming in thinking I have to prove myself because everyone does not agree with how she got the job. Yeah, so she's coming but n- in. Not everybody knows. Oh well, not everyone. How she Mike got- doesn't yeah. agree with how she mm-hmm. got the job. Mm-hmm. Lewis is upset because he didn't get to hire his girl. Mm-hmm. So she's coming in, trying to. Kind of, I don't She's know. She's posturing. How, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, she has to do this in order to survive in this cutthroat industry, especially with all these guys around. Let's be honest, as a female in the law firm, you know, you have to be on top of your game even more. So. And think about where she came from. She was an ADA. And right. so mm-hmm. she's, in, in the last episode, when she was with Lewis at the jail. Um, <laughs> <and> she, <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was fun. That yeah. little whole game thing we was really so fun. so much fun doing that. <laughs> but, you know, and she sh- throws down the files of the murderers and the rapists. And, you know, she does think that Lewis is against her because she's a woman. She misreads the whole situation. She has, doesn't understand everything, you know, that led up to her him not getting his particular associate and I think she's again posturing and it's sort of like well if you're going to come at me I'm going to prove to you why I should get your respect and she just overshoots that mark mm, a little bit (laughs) (laughs) a lot (laughs) but do you also feel like your character is a little sneaky in the way that in her approach on how she handles things like you the character goes behind people's back and, and does no. No. Okay. <laughs> and, and the reason I don't think that is because I don't I don't come at her that way because that's really no nobody looks at themselves as a sneaky person mm-hmm. even if you're doing something sneaky. I don't think that she's doing anything sneaky. I think that she's retaliating. I think that Mike and Rachel did something very sneaky. I mean, they went and they got things from the copy machine that beca- that had already been keyed in that were essentially. Katrina's work that she had done. She didn't go into the whole situation thinking, oh, how am I going to get Mike? It's that he picked a fight with her. And and it's true, and everybody loves Mike, but she's coming into that thinking she has to prove herself because she needs to prove her worth or else she's out of there. She's already burned bridges, if, if possibly, at the firm, uh, at the ADA's office, so mm-hmm. she can't go back, so she needs to make sure that she's valuable there. But do you think that 
your character picked a fight with Mike first because of no, no. She's sticking by it. Well, I think I think he's like a little bit of he's like a fly, and she's like. You know, go do what you right, need to do. Right. Stop bugging me. Let's be professional here. If you'd held up your end of the deal, I'd hold up my end of the deal, and we could work symbiotically. But he's not doing that. <laughs> he's taking it personally. Get over yourself. Right. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. I feel as if this episode could have been entitled "Don't Take It Personally" because everyone was taking everything personally, personally. <laughs> everything. Because because Katrina even said, "Get over yourself. It's not about you." Mm-hmm. But their relationship has so much to do with the personal. He doesn't like how she got her position. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like the fact that, you know, she thought she was coming in on her marriage. She thought she impressed Harvey. Who right. doesn't want to impress Harvey? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> um, she thought she had impressed Harvey, but then coming to find out, I, she just really got the job because of his relationship with Mike and That's wanted embarrassing. to protect. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, especially as a woman, if she thinks that she earned it based on her own merit, and then to find that out, it's like, it was a favor? That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cover-up. It was a bribe. Yeah. It was... Right. So I, I can... I can I don't want to take... I don't want to defend Katrina at all, but right is right, <laughs> I think. And I think you're right. I think she's coming in with that, trying to say, okay, I have to prove myself mm-hmm. because clearly no one hired me here because of what I've done in my five years as, as an ADA. So let me show you what so I can do. Let me show you mm-hmm. what I can do. I wanted to get your opinion of what you thought about your character's interaction with Rachel, especially mm-hmm. when she said, listen, you're going to go to Harvard, and you know they always end up with the lawyers and not the paralegals. Uh, she says that really after Rachel's gone and... S- she did the sneaking, you know, and I'm not saying this so that people will be like, "Ooh, that Amanda Shul is just horrible." Just <laughs> I don't want anybody to think that, but I'm justifying Katrina's actions because I do think that they're justifiable. Mm-hmm. I think that she she went and she asked Rachel to do something for her, not knowing all of Rachel's backstory. She didn't know she was going through something personal. She didn't understand that she has everything that the viewers, you know. Are privy to. She's not privy to, and mm-hmm. she goes and she asks Rachel to do something for her because she's heard that she's the best at her job. She thinks that she's just given her this compliment. I heard from Lewis that you're the best at what you do, and Rachel's like, I can't do this for you. And it's like, well, I don't understand why. I just am asking you to do this. She didn't say, I'm having a horrible day. Would you please mind asking somebody else to do this? She sort of gave her a little bit of pushback, and I don't think Katrina responds very well to pushing back. It's she's used to, you know, mm-hmm. having to bulldoze her way through a situation. And so then Rachel retaliates with Mike by going and getting the work that Katrina already did, thinking that she was really going to prove herself. And that's when Rachel then goes and does the blow that was not necessarily <laughs> needed. Yeah. yeah but no? she kind of gave Mike a look, I thought, when she said that, too. So I was thinking maybe in future episodes, this might be more of a prediction, that sh- maybe um, Katrina might be coming in between Mike and Rachel's Oh, I felt that, too. Mm-hmm. I felt that, too. Yeah. She was yeah. kind of like, you know, they end up with the lawyers with that little look over at Mike standing behind Rachel's. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I see you, Katrina. I see you. Yeah. I felt that chemistry, too. I was watching that. I was like, wait, is this a third wheel that's beginning here? And what do we have to say about that, Amanda? I'm not confirming or denying it. I'm playing in the fifth. Well, since we did, we brought up Rachel. She goes into the episode waiting to hear if she got accepted into Harvard. 
And lo and behold, she did not get accepted into Harvard. But it, it was it's not just the fact that she didn't get accepted. It's that her world crumbles, which then makes Mike's world crumble, which then makes Mike look like an idiot in front of Jessica, which then gives Katrina the opportunity to swing in there and be the hero with the smoking gun and, and do all the information. So I don't I'm not really sure which way Rachel's going to go. Is she going to get it together? Is she going to fall apart even more? I had a hard time feeling sympathetic for her. Because everyone who applies to law school applies to Harvard. And most people don't get in. And we're like, okay, well, I tried. Well, I think she felt devastated because that was her only option. She said there is no option B. So that's probably why she was just completely devastated. Like, okay, I didn't. my option A didn't work out. Now I have nothing. I have no option B, no option C. What am I going to tell my dad? So I think that's probably what her emotionally she was going mm-hmm. through. She has no other options to consider. But that was just foolish. I mean, when you saw Sheila Gover, who was rejected, I mean, th- that's what you would expect from Harvard, you know, that type of um, caliber of person. So I thought it was foolish on her half to um, just only put all your eggs in one basket. I don't know. Yeah, but it was hard I guess you kind of operate on like I'm, you know, I'm on faith, and you know, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm only going to get into this school, and I'm going to make it happen. So you try to believe in yourself so much that this mm-hmm. is going to work, and then also too, her name has some weight to it as well. So she figures, you know what, with that, I have a really good chance. And she talked about how she did her um, her her letter. Right. So she also spoke about that. So she felt really confident and really good. And then I think that's what, you know, blew it for her. Yeah. And she had worked so hard to get to this point mm-hmm. because at first it was that she couldn't pass the LSATs. Then, you know, she finally gets that done, scores amazing on the LSATs. And then, you know, now it's outside of her hands someone else gets to make the decision. So at this point, her world crumbles because she finally proved to herself that she could do it, but then she didn't prove it to the world because she got shut down before she could actually go on and do other things. Yeah, but I think it'll make her a much more interesting, stronger character. I find when people hit those those speed bumps in life, they always become very stronger and more wise. So I'm I'm excited to see. I mean, I look at her character. I'm like, I have no idea what's going to go on with her now. Um, and but I'm I'm interested. I think she'll grow as a as a person as a character. Yeah, I am happy that she's not leaving to go to Harvard because I wasn't sure how that was going to work out. Right. Yeah, I you was know. hoping she would. My <laughs> having that relationship. <laughs> Well, I was just predicting, you know, this This is what I had predicted last time, that they would, you know, have that intense relationship, Mike, and, you know, she's away at Harvard, and they're working together, and they're intimate together, and, you know, again, I'm always talking about sex, right? (laughs) Every week I bring up sex. I know, it's horrible. Everybody has a role. Yeah, everybody has a role. Well, we know for a fact if Mike was the Harvard admissions counselor, she would be in because he said she's smart, she had a great LSAT score, she's a legacy, and she's hot. Yeah. Like, that's what else do you need? I think that's the absolute criteria to get into Harvard. The trifecta. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And he even goes on to say, welcome to the team, hottie. As if you went to Harvard, Mike. (laughs) Right. Didn't graduate college, Mike. I think sometimes you forget that. But I do. I feel for Rachel. I don't... I, do, I agree with you. I think, Melissa, I think it was foolish of her to put everything into one basket. But she did. She's cornered herself. She wants to work at Pearson, question mark. We don't know what the name is anymore. <laughs> Underscore. 
<laughs> she wants to work there. They only accept people from Harvard. That means you have to go to Harvard. And now her father went to Harvard. And it just feels as if every word, I mean, don't get me wrong, Katrina's statements to her stung, but I think they stung 25,000 times more mm. because every time now someone says a paralegal, I'm doing my job, you do your job as a paralegal. On set, actually, I said, I think they had already shot some of the scenes um, with Rachel finding out some of the news. I, I saw one, she was so beautiful to watch. I, I mean, just so lovely to watch from the monitors and then, you know, she'd compose herself between, t- she was, she's, they're all beautiful and fantastic actors, but I walked in, my office on set is right next to her office. It doesn't look that way when they <laughs> tell it, but it's right next to her office. And the first time I ever walked into her office for that particular scene where I, you know, I'm not the nicest. Um, I did. I said, well, this is a really nice office for a paralegal. <gasps> and and she that's what she did. She was like, oh. And I was like, but you are and it is. I didn't mean it like that, you know? But yeah, it stings. And it it, stings. she took it also that way yeah. because she's been dealing with her character's emotions, you know, as well. But she was like, oh. I was like, no, no. No, it is, it is a nice office, and that is your job now? I don't know. How do I get myself out of this situation? I find it ironic because remember when she was talking about her essay, she was saying, I'm going to talk about the fact that I'm a paralegal. I've been here longer than most associates, but I still love it. And that same title that she was hanging her hat on to help her get into Harvard is now what stings every time she hears the mm. word. And she does. I felt every time... Katrina said, I want to say Amanda, because it's not you, but, you know, <laughs> I got to get my frustrations out someplace. <laughs> but every time Katrina said paralegal or someone else said it, you just mm-hmm. felt her internalizing It becomes everything. a dirty word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But she played it so well that I actually felt her pain every time well, she said it. Well, then that's a real testament to her, you know? Mm-hmm. Megan, give us a call, girl. Yeah. We love you here, too. It's not a problem. <laughs> we have a seat for you, too. <laughs> but who's the... The knight on shining armor who rides in to help out Rachel Lewis. would be our Lu- our noble Lewis, Lewis Litt. Amanda, did you get a chance to work with Rick? Well, we know you yeah. did. Yeah. The Tell last us about episode. working with Rick Hoffman, the brilliant. We had too much fun. <laughs> we had such a good time shooting that episode. I did. I hope he did. I, I don't know. I shouldn't be speaking on behalf of the entire cast, but I had entirely too much fun doing that. I mean, from the moment I read the scripts and I, I thought guys thanks you know this is gonna be a fun one and we he couldn't be more generous you know in the scenes that we were doing he was like you know what if i do it a little bit like this then you know how would you react to that and he ad-libbed a little bit there were a couple of moments when he's in the prison and or in the jail cell and um he's going through the list of the women that he respects you know because i think my character thinks that he's doing this because she's a woman and he's chauvinistic and he's like how dare you i i worship women what they didn't end up keeping he went through a whole list i don't there were all these bizarre women <laughs> like in history that he listed you know and just there were a couple of moments when the crew started to just laugh out loud and we had to like pause for a second you know for everybody to compose themselves and he's like just going through this catalog of just strange and fantastic <laughs> people that his character would just love you know to meet and be <laughs> friends with it was bizarre and hysterical He's fantastic. And he was Lewis Lit this time. Do you did you see his catch his walk when he was walking down the hall to go see Sheila's ass? Like, Mm -hmm. I am gonna take care of this. Yeah. You have been wronged and I'm gonna write it, Rachel. So he struts down the hall, burst in. Now the relationship that he and Sheila have, we've well before, we're a little weirded out by that. (laughs) Yes. 
Did we digest it a little easier this time around? It's still, I still wrote down in my notes, WTF. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all I I put. Why the face? (laughs) Yes, exactly, why the face. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all I put down. I just, I, it's easier to swallow now. It wasn't quite as strange as the duffel bag he brought over last time. I like it. (laughs) It's cute and it's quirky and... Because who else? I mean, yeah. you know, he's sort of just in his own little human league. You know, he's <laughs> he's out there. Yeah, he's a he character is. by yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely is a character. And his by. facial expressions with mm-hmm. all of that, and it's just he. I I love that character. That's one and, of my favorites. You know, that's that's Rick. He's not not him as a person, but he's created that person. You know, that was something I said to him the first time I met him. I said. I love your character. I love everything that you've done with your character. He's made this three-dimensional, bizarre, wonderful. Mm -hmm. You hate him sometimes. You understand why he is the way he is. I mean, he's so sympathetic because he's like the doofus, like the dork that was bullied in school, and you see why he reacts the way he reacts like a child, you know, sometimes. And, And like the way he walks down the hall. That he embodies these like like he feels he's the man and so he, you know and then sometimes he just shrivels up when he's wounded like you know a hurt animal he's fantastic he's fantastic Brilliant. Awesome. really yeah. love that character so did we think that Lewis was actually going to be able to walk in there and change Sheila's mind I did I did too when I saw it. I, I was did. like, "It's gonna happen! It's gonna happen!" Go, Lewis! <laughs> yeah, I was cheerleading. Yeah. I feel really naive for thinking that it was gonna change, but I did. I, I did. I believed in Lewis. I believed that she was kind of using her frustrations with him to get back, you know, taking it out on Rachel. But and you thought she was gonna just say, oh, "Okay, that's fine. I'll let Rachel." Well, in. I didn't think it was gonna be that easy. Because it is kind of an admission thing. That is a serious matter where you can't just, oh, you know what, actually, you you are in. We're going to take back our letter. It's not that easy to correct, but I thought that there would be a little bit of something that happened, pull some string somewhere, and Rachel gets in. Which still could happen with her dad. Never know if dad could come in and pull some strings. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, I mean, that's be. true. Yeah. That's true. He I doesn't think seem that. to be great dad, though. No offense. Love Wendell Pierce. Um, but I... I don't think they well I don't think they have that type of relationship. I don't even I'm waiting to see if by the end of the season if Rachel will even tell her father she didn't get accepted. See okay, this is again into predictions. Sorry. But even if even if her dad I don't think Rachel would ask her father for help. I think he would find out on his own and do it behind her back where mm. She yeah, does I don't not think know that it's could, him involved, could being involved. Could be that vulnerable it, yeah. and admit right. to him. Yeah. I don't think so. If either. he were to come in and save the day, it would be something that happened without Rachel knowing. That sounds mm-hmm. like a Mike move to me. Mike going to see her dad and telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we love you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. So Lewis doesn't get the acceptance for Rachel. How much more do we love Lewis because of the story he came back and told Rachel? Oh my yes. gosh. Melted. Proof women love lies. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell us the truth. Sugarcoat it. Sugarcoat it for us. I don't know. But he knew it was going to save her because, mm-hmm. as we were saying, there is a hierarchy in, in law firms. And a partner, even when he went to the, to the copier and Rachel was there, he said, you know what, can you pause it for a second, Rachel? Only because I need to make a copy. I worked as a lawyer for years. No partner ever said, oh, excuse me, Tara. Can I, you know, can you just part? It was like they walked in the door and I was like, let me stop. Hold on one second. Like it was unspoken. So he has a tremendous amount of respect for Rachel already. So to come back and not be able to be that hero for her, 
and decide I want to save her feelings as opposed to just simply telling her this is, it is what it is. As Sheila said, sometimes good is just not good enough. You know, it it, it was like it genuinely hurt him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He he felt horribly that he couldn't do her that honor. Right. Because Pearson, dot, 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 is his family, is his life, and whatever he can do out But of he respect, also loves being the knight in shining armor. Oh, You know, gosh. he loves... Yes coming to the rescue. Whenever he can. Mm -hmm. Especially if he had a moment to jump and do that and Harvey was occupied doing something else. Because that's normally... Harvey's the closer. Mm -hmm. That's normally something we would think Harvey would tackle. But Lewis had the opportunity. He had the means. He knew Sheila. They had been intimate or whatever they want to call it. I don't know. (laughs) Scary. (laughs) So he wanted to take his chance to try to save it. but But he didn't. But he tried to save her feelings. Because he could tell she just was feeling I was... I think she even said it. Of course, I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough. So he just didn't want... He's like, I want you to know the truth. It was not you. It was me. You were wronged. I'm sorry. I wish I could have saved this. Mm-hmm. Love, Lewis Lit. We're going to get lit up in here today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's check in on Jessica. Because this was also strange to me. Jessica and Harvey are a united front. But this time, they were not together. Are Jessica and Harvey working together still? I think they are. I don't think so. No? I think Jessica has something going on, and she's not telling Harvey. I mean, she made some pretty big power moves this, she this, did. this episode without... Con- not that she has to consult Harvey. That's just normally how it goes down. Mm-hmm. She had the meeting with, I think, Ed Darby, the head of the British firm. Took the 12 million pounds. I take a portion of that, too. Um, and then also talks to him about merging. And it's all for the good of the firm. It's just strange that she's not talking to Harvey at this point, whereas normally he's her confidant on everything. Everything. At least gets the opinion. I don't know. I thought they're they're both seeing eye to eye. They're just not communicating. Because mm. he said that, too. He, he said, this is, you know, if we merge or, you know, combine forces, that would really help us. So they do kind of see things the same way. They're just not communicating with each other. At least that's how I felt about it. In the mm. last couple times they've attempted to communicate, it didn't go very well. <laughs> I mean, Gina Torres... I mean, did you, you got a chance to work with her also. We think she's gorgeous, amazing, comes in and can say two words in a scene and just tear it up and, and control it and command it. How strong is she? It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is she a presence on the set? Is she, as she walks around? I mean, she's Yeah. Okay, so when I first met her, she didn't have her hair or makeup or wardrobe or anything, and she already was a presence. But then when she walked in in that scene, I don't even know if she had her heels on yet because she's already very statuesque Mm -hmm. and, you know, just, I mean, like a Greek sculpture. She is beautiful. But I don't even think she had her heels on. She walked in. It was like honestly like four or five in the morning we had been shooting all night for just that one little snippet she had like one or two lines to do that was it and she walked in and I sort of gasped like I mean when that sounds so silly (laughs) I sort of just I was like four in the morning I looked up and I was like because she was just so beautiful just standing in the doorway and it wasn't like she was standing there commanding a presence, mm-hmm. but she just does. Just the way that she mm-hmm. is and her posture and just when she embodies her character also, she is that presence. She's the piercing. And not mm-hmm. to mention her outfits. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's talk about outfits. the wardrobe Yeah, the wardrobe, because I will embody that? that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Names of designers. Yeah. Yes. I love what she wore, that 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 The gray. Which oh, my gosh, with everything the ruffles she, at the bottom. Everything she wears is... Wow. Well, Come on, the wardrobe for everyone is it's like, amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. How many fittings did you have? Did you take anything? We ask this question all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I kept dropping hints like, God, I really love this one. You know? Mm, no, I didn't get anything. Um, but it's okay because, you know, if I get to go back, then it'll still be sitting there waiting for me. <laughs> the, I think I've, I heard somebody else on the show say that the, um, the wardrobe uh, area is... It, it, it's not like any other wardrobe trailer. It's not a trailer, first of all. It's a warehouse. <laughs> and it is just this huge cavernous space of like every single designer you could ever possibly imagine. One of the things, actually, I mean, I was really excited to get the wardrobe, but I didn't think it was going to be of the caliber it is. My sister is a huge fan of the show. And when I told her I was going to go do the show, she was like, oh, my God, do you know what you're going to get to wear? <laughs> and I was like, no, Kendall, that's my sister's name. I said, no, that." There's no way they use the actual designers. I'm sure it's knockoffs. You know, it's television. A lot of this is fake. And she was like, "No, no, no, Amanda. The soles of the shoes really are red." And I was like, <laughs> "No, Kendall, I don't think so. I don't. I'm sure it's painted on." Oh no, they're real. They're real. They're real. They're real. Wow. And the first day I got there, for, it's just such a lovely environment. They have like a juicing machine, so they give you like a fresh juice when you go to try on these designer clothes. So, I mean, already you're like. <laughs> <laughs> and they have like a dog or two running around just around your feet. It's like you walk in on a white fluffy cloud and, you know, there's Diane von Furstenberg and like Gucci and Prada all hanging there. I mean, what more could a girl ask for? But I walked through all the other women's uh, closets and just like felt everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they were sort of watching me and I was like sipping my juice, walking through Gina's wardrobe. You know? It's beautiful. It is gorgeous. I would love to be on the set mm. and see the wardrobe. I would mm. love to. Just be like, wow, can I try that on? Yeah. Can I try that on? I want to try that on too. And they're really yeah. good at what they do also because they know what's going to work. You know, so right. I did, you asked Very how many true. fittings I had. I didn't really have that many because they already came into the whole fitting, my first fitting, knowing what they wanted my character to sort of embody. And so I, they didn't have a lot of options. It was like, yep, we're going to make that work because that's exactly what she would wear. And they, they, I had some things that were long that they tailored to shorts, some things with sleeves that they tailored to, you know, tank tops. I mean, they really do an incredible job. They are very specific with their vision for each character. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you get to have a say a little bit in your... In yeah. Your, okay. No, of course. It's not like they're, they're ruling the whole... Militate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like... Yeah, oh, the wardrobe military. It's not like that. It's... It, it said they already know and I walked in I was like that's exactly what I would think that she would wear you know very cool colors and crisp mm -hmm, and tailored mm -hmm. and clean lines and that sort of thing she wouldn't have fluffy lovely pastels my character would be very cool and you know clean mm -hmm. so, true yeah they're very true yeah <laughs> well speaking of doing a great job like they did a fitting you we hope that you think we're doing a great job here and if that is the case we'd love for you to go to iTunes and download our podcast or download any of the numerous other podcasts that we do here at After Buzz TV if you are watching it we are doing it and if we're not doing it let us know that you want us to do it and we will <laughs> probably still do it too <laughs> if you want to go on the iTunes and rate comment we're hoping we're working really hard here five Five stars would be fantastic. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, because uh, we're here for you, suitors, and we want to make sure we do a fantastic job for you. I think we have a couple other live read. 
Oh, you want me to do this now? Absolutely. All righty, here we go. So we're also very excited to announce the theatrical release of Adventures of Serial Buddies, which is a hilarious new serial serial killer comedy movie that is produced by AfterBuzz TV founders Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro. It stars two Brooke girls, Beth Beers, Artie Lang, Kathy Lee Gifford, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald, and Maria Maria Menounos with the voice of Henry Winkler. Nice. Yeah, we're bringing, oh, we're bringing everyone fun. back. So it's going to be hilarious. Make sure you go there. It opens in select cities on March 8th. So if you're in New York, L.A., Boston, Chicago, or San Francisco, you can get your tickets now before they're sold out. You can also watch the trailer and pre-order the movie and see how to get your tickets at www.serialbuddies.com and you can follow Maria Menunos at Maria Menunos and at Serial underscore Buddies on Twitter and it's coming out on March 8th it's really really funny I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer yet but I laughed my butt off yeah, I'll say, the trailer I'll say it the cute way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer is hilarious. And if you like what you see, you know, our lovely AfterBuzz TV logos, then go onto our website, AfterBuzzTV.com. Click on the AfterBuzz TV store. There are T-shirts. There are little cute ones, too, not just, you know, those Hanes ones that don't fit girls right now. <laughs> they have girls. They have guys. I think they have a couple of, like, uh, mouse pads and other things. So we love the support. Uh, definitely check us out. If we see you walking down the street going, you know, with the AfterBuzz TV shirt, we'll definitely be like, yeah, what's up? AfterBuzz TV. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just like that. Gen- yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, back to suits that we love so much. We've been talking about it for a while, but like, let's really get into it. The Folsom Food case, which we know is a gender discrimination case. I love the fact that we're a panel of women here because this, it really hit home for me um, when Daniel deposed Jessica and he rattled off all these things that she wasn't, you know, Monica was beautiful, she was desirable, she was sexy, all those things that he said that Jessica wasn't. In this episode, Harvey goes in when he's deposing someone saying, you really got your promotion because you had ovarian cancer, they found out you couldn't have kids, they found out you were not married, they found out the only thing you had was really focused was your job. And I, it really turned my stomach, but in some respect, it's kind of the reality for today. And we know that Suits is a part of USA. They're doing Characters Unite Month, so all of their storylines dealing with this type of thing. They want people to talk about it and think about it. So, so do I want us to talk about it and think about it. As women, has anyone here experienced just, a, you know, something like that, gender discrimination along those lines? I haven't. No. Um... I don't. I, <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not trying. Yeah. If we haven't, that's fantastic. That's yeah. you know yeah. five yeah. out of however many. Um, I don't know. I work a lot in production, and you can see I I, I experienced you could say a difference. Um, when I was younger, I found that I worked for a certain post house in New York, which is where I'm from, and I asked them, you know, like I I was hired to be a receptionist, which was great because it you know it was um you got to interact with people and you got to pick up the phone but they always hired women for those positions and there was a called expedition expediters or something and they handled shipping which was always done by men and they said the reason that you couldn't be an expediter as a woman was because you couldn't carry and lift heavy boxes but the thing that i noticed that when you did when you were an expediter you got to move up faster because you weren't tied to a phone 
So because I couldn't leave my desk because I had to pick up a phone, even though they had two receptionists, you couldn't really leave your desk for a long amount of time because those phones had to be answered. You had to be the face of the company. Whereas somebody who's an expediter, which typically wasn't well, it was only guys, they could leave their post and go help out an editor or an assistant editor so they got to be seen more visible in the company and move up faster. And they did. Um, and and I, I definitely think that it's very... Um, it still exists today, whether you like it or not. Right. You know, I think what it is is that women get typed for certain roles and men get typed for other roles. And they like to always say, oh, it's because you can't lift this or you can't move that. And and I do. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm not, you know, six two, six, three, and lifting, you know, a lot of weight, but um, it, we, I think it's just either the nature of the beast or the way people are viewing us as women, you know, that they don't see us as physically strong. Maybe not mentally strong, but physically strong. So then that also deters us. It's true. I mean, I was able to pull the Bureau of Labor Statistics for 2012 and the statistics for the median weekly salary, women are making 79.1 cents to every dollar a man makes. So it still happens every day, um, everywhere, and it's something we just have to be really aware of. But that's the reason why I love suits so much, because they do have characters in positions of power. Jessica runs Pearson dot dot dot. But the Pearson <laughs> is her. You know? Like yes. no one's and she actually, you know, did a coup and was able to take over the, the firm. So she's in in a position of power. Rachel, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a paralegal. Paralegals are great, but even in her position, she's in a position of power. And let's speak probably about the woman I think who's one of the most powerful women at, on that show, Donna. It <laughs> yes. don't happen if Donna ain't a part of right. it. Yeah. <laughs> love her. Love her. Oh. So that's why Suits is so fantastic. I just love the fact that none of them apologize for being very strong women. Right. None of them do. It's, you know, that's what I really do gravitate towards that show. They don't say, oh, I'm sorry, or they're not trying to be polite. They're actually, you know, going toe-to-toe. True. And I will say, even though I hate to, Katrina Bennett does the same thing. Okay, I said it. <laughs> 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 Speaking of Donna, we haven't seen a lot of Donna in the last couple episodes. I definitely no, hope they rectify that. But, you know, Amanda, you were telling me before we went on the air that you've done some great scenes with Sarah Rafferty. 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 Thank you. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> we know you. I love you. Um, why don't you tell us about working with her? Um, the interaction you two had, a couple of those deleted scenes. That it was just did? the one. It was longer. Okay. And they just snipped it up. Okay. But um, it was last the last episode Katrina was in mm-hmm. which was the Lewis Katrina duking it out throw down yeah mm. um, the scene that Sarah and I had um, that was longer was the one where uh, I give her the cookies Katrina gives her the cookies that she's had has her special secret recipe that knows that she'll get Donna every time yeah that was that was a longer um, a longer scene and it sort of showed I really liked it because it showed a quirkier side of Katrina mm-hmm. and how you know Donna has that sort of quirky kind of vibe about her mm-hmm. It they had sort of a back and forth I can't remember the exact scene word for word but um they sort of start referencing Harry Potter movies between yes. the two of them. <laughs> and um, and I say, Katrina says to Donna, are you a Potter? And, <laughs> and Donna says, is that even a thing? And Katrina says, I don't know, but it is now. And we have this whole like repartee back and forth. But I think um, 
when I spoke to Aaron about it, we actually thought, Aaron Korsh, we thought that the, um, the scene was going to get cut entirely. So f- fortunately, it didn't get cut entirely. He just didn't want the audience to be tipped off too much that Katrina was going to have... I don't want to say sneaky. Bad <laughs> <laughs> <Good> word. <laughs> that Katrina was, yeah, was going to go and do something that might not be as forthcoming uh, with Lewis. He, they, they wanted the audience to to go along the ride as Lewis was going along the ride. Not think, oh, Katrina is in with Donna and found out that Lewis, you know, will easily be duped into thinking that she's being honest about court times and whatnot. Do we have to get the DVD to watch this scene? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had so much fun doing it. I had again. I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but <laughs> I had so much fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it, you know how much of it would even be on there. It was just. It, it, it wasn't like some long, you know, huge drawn out scene. It was just a little bit more that showed a different side of Katrina that made you think. She wasn't just as hard. She had this sort of other side to her, but she puts up a front when she's at the firm that she needs to, to be where she is. Were those, what was it, chocolate chip pistachio? Semi-sweet pistachio with a... There might have been some butterscotch chips in there too. Yes. And and you know what? The actually, those really were the flavor See, of the cookie. See, I was going to ask that question. Were they delicious? Ooh. <laughs> so oh her reaction God. when she bit into the cookie was was real, right? Sarah just actually like, mm. is a vegan. She doesn't eat that oh. kind of thing. So um, she didn't. She sort of turns her head a little bit. She didn't do as big a bite oh. because you know she doesn't eat that. And I was like. Whatever you don't eat, I will take. (laughs) And they did have that flavor of cookie. And um, the wonderful woman who brought the cookies in, somebody has an affiliation with a bakery that uh, works on set. And so they did put in an order for this specific bizarre recipe. And they had this whole batch. And she said, I'll put a few cookies aside for you. Um, And I was like, okay, thinking. And I was fine back the next morning. I was thinking I'll have like three or four. She put together this huge bag of these cookies. Oh, They were good. What a flight. What a flight. Oh, oh that sounds good. Mm. I want to try that. Mm. It's like pistachios? Cinnamon chocolate? It's the nut of chocolate. royalty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that line. Yeah. That was great. So we always have a debate here about the Harvey-Donna relationship. And the one moment I remember between Harvey and Donna this episode is when Harvey was going into the conference room and he was going to see Scotty. Don't like her either. Just put it out there. <laughs> But Abigail, you did a great job. Um, and she just fixes his hair ever so. Mm-hmm. And at one, he, at first he hesitates, and he she gives this look like, "Come on, it's me. You know I know." And then he goes ahead and lets her. Okay, all right, you can you can touch my hair. I have a feeling Harvey's one of those kind of guys where it's like, "Don't touch my hair." Yeah, like the don't share my hair products. Right. Like uh-huh. don't do any of that kind of stuff. But for Donna, Donna actually can straighten him up before he goes into this conference room. I didn't get. Ashita, I'm sorry, I have to tell you. I didn't get the sexual vibe. It was almost a big sister-brother type of vibe I got that time. In this episode. That's why it was just this particular episode. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next week, but it was just this episode. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't get the vibe of that either this week. Mm -hmm. In previous weeks, I have gotten more of a maybe it's a one-way street, maybe they both have secret feelings for each other type of road that we're going down, but this week it was clearly her looking out for him because she knew he needed to look good for Scotty. He had to look perfect for her because I don't know if Donna knew at the time that Scotty didn't actually go get married or not, but if she was married already, you have to see what she passed up on. Right. Who who does that? 
It's true. For See what guy. I'm saying? Who does that for someone that they do not like? But, all right. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, Amanda, why we why we have you here? Thank you so much for being here. No, we just want to ask you, what was your impression of everyone on set for Suits? They're such jerks. No. They oh. <laughs> seem like it. No. They're some of the nicest, kindest, friendliest. I, I there are not not enough positive adjectives out there for them. Really, and I'm not just saying that because I want to go back. I am not. I, I promise you, I walked onto that set and people came up to me, already knew my name. It wasn't just like some guest star that just, you know, is there for the day. They could not have been a lovely, more lovely group of people. And I have honestly. to say, since you mentioned coming, is there a possibility you will be back on season They're three? They're on hiatus right now. Right. So you don't know. They're on hiatus. See, right look now. at that. <laughs> her face. Her face. For, for right? those who aren't watching, her face just gave away a. It didn't give anything away, but her face just was like, I'm not saying yes or no. It was one of those Donna kind of looks. Oh, right. 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 <laughs> The look says it all sometimes. And we know you're a busy woman, and you've done mm-hmm. recurring roles on Pretty Little Liars. And One, One Tree, Tree Hill. Hill. And I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> One Tree Hill. We'll talk about that later. I was a huge fan of One Tree Hill. And well, I have to ask, no one likes your characters. I mean, you know, but we think you're, you're not, great. You're not offending me, I know. But are you, oh, like, no. do you seek these characters? Or do these characters find seek you? Yeah. <laughs> How do you I find mean, You couldn't be more opposite from the characters that yeah. you play because you are, like, so sweet and nice and Thanks. charming and I love you. It's, yeah. it's the characters that I hate. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. They just yeah. find you and you just do an amazing job. I, I actually, you know what? I prefer them. I mean, I don't know that I find them. Maybe it's because I prefer them that they're brought to me in the atmosphere, you know, <laughs> for that reason. But if you're going to be given the choice between being the nice girl next door that everybody walks all over or being the one that does the walking. It does seem fine. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good point. It's, I mean, it's more fun as an actor to to find out the reason why people are the way they are and have it be something that's a little bit more controversial and have something underneath all of that than just be the girl next door, you know? Right. It kind of reminds me of Heather Locklear in Melrose Play. She loved playing that role. Absolutely loved it. I think I would love playing that role. I think role. I would, yeah. too. Yeah. So I, I understand. I get it. Well, where can we see you walking over someone next? Hey, right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm walk- if I'm doing a lot of walking <laughs> yet. I just did um, a pilot that's for USA that had a lot of the same suits um, production people. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so that was a lot of a lot of fun. But I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's a pilot, so it's true. Yeah. And yeah. you did just a recent episode of Nikita. Was that? I did a recent episode of Nikita. It hasn't aired yet. Nice. Okay. It's, gonna, it's on uh, the twenty second next Friday. You heard it mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Well, we've been told we have to wrap up, so I guess we have to do some news and gossip. (laughs) Well, I have to say, you know, we love our suits here, and it seems as if, you know, suitors are far and wide. And I found an article about the handsome Patrick J. Adams, who's going to take to the waters, and he's actually going to go to a couple of Southeast Asian countries promoting the second season of Suits. So everyone out there who is in the Philippines, uh, look out for Patrick J. Adams, um, you know, Mike Ross himself. He's going to be there promoting the second season of Suits. That actually airs on Jack TV in the Philippines, so, you know, 
We'd love to hear from you. After Buzz, you can catch it on YouTube and iTunes. You can find us whenever you find the show. We, you know, would love for I'm you to watch. I'm booking my flight to the Philippines right now. There you go. <laughs> as soon as we're done here, I'm booking a flight. Because Mike, you know, Patrick, yeah. we're coming after you. Yeah. We absolutely love you. It's not stalking. No. 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 Never. No. Not when you do it the way we do. It's no. not stalking. No. There's no loss. <laughs> so next week is the season finale. Let's get into some predictions. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. Ladies, what do we see coming up? I probably have the weirdest prediction. Something oh, I love them. that has been crazy that I noticed in this um, episode is all the movie references. The Three Stooges, Star Trek. Um, I think that it's going to hopefully continue because I loved it. I love the Three Stooges reference, you know. I have to like do a little more research because sometimes they reference things. I'm like, wait, what was that? I didn't get it. I know, right over my head. Or the James Bond. She needs to get back on the flight. Right. I love that one. I was like, wait a minute, what? Okay, it took me a second. (laughs) Tiana? Um, I'm going to predict that the merger is going to go through and that Harvey and Scotty's names both won't appear on that door, Mm. even though they were promised it, which might mean. Harvey and Jessica go their separate ways for a minute there, too. How about that? That's I have that same prediction. Because only the fact, also, too, is that Harvey feels that he does he's not feeling like he's trusted. So I think that's huge for Harvey. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Of think- course I'm asking Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> like, we want like some My lips are sealed. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I'm not in the season finale. Aww. I know a few things that happen, and you're going to like it. Aww. You're going to like it. I keep trying, though. I'm just waiting for one thing to slip. <laughs> <laughs> I predict that the merger will not happen, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to cause even a bigger rift between Jessica and Harvey because she's banking on this merger to help the firm because the firm is broke, mm-hmm. and she knows how desperate the firm needs the money. But Harvey... I think wants the firm to stay the way it is because that keeps him with the footing that he has and more people coming in. He doesn't want Scotty's name and everyone else's name, including his on the door. He wants his name and Jessica's name on the door. Mm-hmm. So That's a good prediction. Yeah. We will see what we happens. Will see what I, can, happens. I can say one thing. The fashion is going to be beautiful. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take what we can get. Yes. I'm yes. Tara Johnson. So thank you so much for being here. You can find me on Twitter at TJ Path to Passions. You can find me at Ms. Melissa Unger on Twitter. I'm at TweetT22 on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Ashita Anre at Ashita Anre. And Amanda, where can we find you? Ooh, I'm Amanda Shul. <laughs> and the number one, Amanda Shul one. That's it. Thank you so much for being here. And you can follow the show's Twitter account. It is Suits After Show. Until next Sunday, suitors, get lit up. <laughs> <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.